Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Sometimes people give a prophetic word and then they keep on going on, and it's more their feelings, their thoughts. The Bible says to judge prophecy. Now, it doesn't mean you're judgmental. It means that you listen and you discern. What we need as a church and as a people of God is to be discerning. I've seen people who haven't been discerning, and when they haven't been, they've received some type of word and they went way off the deep end. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series entitled, Can You Hear His Voice? He'll be reminding us that God doesn't just speak to us through His Word, but He may speak to us through other believers. The body of Christ is made up of all different kinds of people with various spiritual gifts. It's God's desire that the body function in such a way that we are all using our spiritual gifts to minister to one another. Don't neglect God's Word when it comes from another person and pray for discernment. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. two women and they were very very unhappy with their husbands they said their husbands are so cheap both of them had the same complaint well they went to the counselor they talked to the counselor and so it sounded terrible like those husbands were absolutely controlling cheap but then when other information came out well one of them was trying to start a new business and was taking the resources to invest it in that new business so it would get going, so eventually they would have more money. And taking the seed and planting it. And the other one, well, he knew how much he needed for a budget to buy a new house. When you seek advice, don't just tell one side, but tell the other person's perspective as well. If you want wise counsel. Because if you give partial information, you'll get faulty counsel. We need to be recognizing that God will speak through ordinary people, the simple, the wise. He'll speak. But God also speaks through his anointed servants. Now, I need an amen on that one. <laughs> God speaks through anointed people, anointed servants. And in Revelation, we have this text. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Seven times, seven times in the book of Revelation, every time God is talking to the church, Jesus is talking to the church, he says, he that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. See, God will speak to those who listen. And the first thing I, I, I put down was God speaks through preachers. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Maybe a little louder to help this preacher. <laughs> God speaks through those who teach and preach his word. In Thessalonians, Paul the apostle said, 
And we also thank God continually because when you have received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a word from men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. When we preach the word of God, one of the things that we do in our church is we pray. And I believe there are times that in the preaching of the word of God, there's a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, we're operating not just in a teaching mode, but in a prophetic mode, that God is working through the sermon. All of a sudden, something that wasn't planned in the sermon is said. And that one phrase or that thought lands in someone's heart, and that's like an aha moment, a light going on. God is speaking. On vacation, I remember praying, Lord, Speak to me. And I'd go to a church and hear the pastors preaching, and I said, wow, does he have my cell phone number? Does he have my email? I mean, he's really, God, you really answered. You're speaking to me. So God will speak through the preaching of his word. Now, I want to say this, and I want to say it as wisely as I, I can. Don't just listen to the preaching from behind this pulpit in our church, connect with some good preachers on the, you know, we have iTunes, and and it's so many good teachers and preachers. That's why we do what we do in our small groups. But make sure, underline this, bold it, make sure they're preaching the word. They're preaching the scriptures. They're not just talking about cultural things and making the culture into the gospel. So be discerning. One of my favorite preachers is Tim Keller. I love listening to Tim Keller preach. I don't listen to him all the time, but I'll listen to a series of sermons that he preaches, and it, and it feeds my soul. I'll listen to others that I feel like they're blessing. So develop a taste to eat the word of God. When you come to church to say, Lord, I, I, I want to listen. I want to hear what you have to say. Then there is... And you need, in a sense, when you hear the preaching, you need to be able to say, is that what the Bible is saying? Is that what the Bible is saying? Because no preacher is perfect. Then I put down, and this is really important because I want you to track with me on this. Then there's the prophetic. There's the prophetic. Now, Tim... Paul, who's mentored Timothy about 17 years at this time, says, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Let me first speak to those who work in the prophetic. Remember this, and I want the congregation to say this with me, okay? There are no Protestant popes. No, no, I need you all to say that with me. There are no Protestant popes. So, what I mean by that is this. The preacher is not infallible, nor is the prophet infallible. The word of God is infallible, yes. Here's some common good advice. If for some reason you happen to be um, upset with someone, Don't go and give them a prophecy. That's going to leak through. (laughs) If perhaps you're in disagreement with them on something, 
Don't happen to give them prophecy. Now, because you know something doesn't mean that God always wants you to say something. There are many things that the Holy Spirit has shown me that he has said you're not to say. He's come to me in dreams, and he's come to me in different ways, and he says, you're not to say it. You're to pray about it. So those who are greatly used by God, in a sense, recognize that they have feet of clay. They're part of the human race, so we're all, all frail. Uh, this year alone, in about one year's time, I've gotten about six prophetic words, all different people, some inside the church, some outside the church. And I value that. I pray over that. That being said, sometimes people who move in the prophetic, what happens is when they, when they have a word, that word may be interpreted a little different than the Holy Spirit meant or applied in a way that maybe it's not what God was fully intending to say. And sometimes a prophetic word is right spot on. And sometimes even prophecies from behind this pulpit or, from, or for someone in the congregation, sometimes people give a prophetic word and then they keep on going on and it's more their feelings their thoughts. The Bible says to judge prophecy. Now, it doesn't mean you're judgmental. It means that you listen and you discern. What we need as a church and as a people of God is to be discerning. I've seen people who haven't been discerning, and when they haven't been, they've received some type of word and they went way off the deep end. God's going to use you greatly. Well, praise the Lord. God's going to do that. You've got to be, in a sense, realistic. And what happens is you've got to be able to, to hear God and speak. And so you, so you pray. And I would say to those who are moved in the prophetic, don't be upset if people don't always listen to you. That's between them and God. And, again, uh, I've been used in the prophetic numerous times where God has spoken to me, call someone up, this is going to happen, talk about it, and, and I've been used that way. But I've also been wrong at times. I've also had impressions that weren't necessarily, I thought it was the Lord, but it wasn't. You know what these are called? Feet of clay. And you have a pair too. <laughs> we have to recognize that how we operate, one, is with humility. We walk humbly before God, humbly with one another, and we pray for the gift of discernment so that we might discern the voice of God, that we might know the voice of God. God is, he speaks. And, and, and we want to, the Bible says don't despise prophecy, don't despise the gifts. And sometimes people just want to shut it down, and you don't want to do that. You want to be able to listen and to prayerfully pray. And so in this series, we talked about how God speaks in our circumstances, how God speaks through his word, and then how God speaks through people, and the ability to discern and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What Paul was doing is he was reminding Timothy of the gift Timothy received when he was prayed over, and there was a prophetic message. Now, my last point is this. 
God speaks through our companions. God speaks through just ordinary people. He speaks uh, through his anointed servants. He speaks through our companions. Listen to Malachi 3.16 and Colossians 3.16. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. The Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. And in Colossians it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another with all wisdom as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts. So how do we speak? How do we do? We're to speak with faith. We're to speak in a Christ-centered way with people. We're to encourage them in the things of the Lord. And I want you to take note of this that God will use your family. Mothers and dads, pray for insight into your children's lives. Take scriptures and pray those scriptures over them. Pray. You know their strengths, their weaknesses, their abilities. You you see them in a way that they may not see themselves. And then as our children grow up, they become good counselors to us because they know us. And God often speaks through our family. Guys, when our wives speak to us, we sometimes shut them down and we say, that's a criticism. They're correcting us. Don't take it that way. Women be diplomatic, but guys don't take it that way. Some of your best counsel will be from your spouse. They know you and they see the terrain. And so the ability to simply listen to family members. Remember the prayers you've prayed that others have prayed together but share the scripture make it a habit when you call up your children to pray with them on the phone make it a habit to have communion with your family where you just simply feed the word into them and you help them grow in Christ now the Holy Spirit will use our friends God sets up divine appointments on the journey. I believe that with all my heart. He will bring friends into your life that will help you on the journey of life be what God has called you to be. It says, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is sweet as perfume and innocence and incense. It, it, when you have a person who cares about you, loves you, and they give you counsel, Oftentimes, especially if you've prayed, especially if they're trying to be honest and sincere with you, they're going to help you, and God will speak through them. Now, I was thinking of, in Scripture, Jonathan and David. David had a friend called Jonathan, and David was destined to be the king, and Jonathan encouraged him to keep on keeping on. He encouraged him in the Lord. Friends are often given to us to help us fulfill the God-given purpose God has for our lives. So they help us. They pray with us. And we pray with them. And so you need God-given friends. And you need to have people who are godly. One of the worst things that you could do is develop friends that only say yes to you. That only affirm you. Develop the ability to receive correction. Develop the ability 
so that people could actually talk into your life and say, you need to change this, you need to change that. I don't know about your attitude here, this or that. Oftentimes what happens is people just want to feel good. But if that's the way you go through life, you're going to go through life feeling very bad. You need people who will speak the truth into your life. Godly friends that will stand with you, walk with you, encourage you. If you're going to climb a mountain, they're going to put a team together of people who know how to climb a mountain. You want people who know how to get from A to B and who can scale that mountain because in a crisis, you want them holding the rope. You want them able to help you and protect you to reach your destination. Choose people that you have prayerfully said, God, I want godly friends with me. I want godly people. I want to be able to help them and for them to help me. Now, I want to read again from this book called Connecting with God. It's by Renovare. Listen to the words. God uses many people to communicate with us. Pastors, friends, acquaintances, mentors, spouses, family. It's up to us to cultivate the habit of listening for his words. Sometimes the message is one we enjoy hearing, such as an answer to a question we have, a solution to a problem we are facing, an insight that gives us more faith, a confirmation that we are going in the right direction, a warning before we make a mistake. Other times, as with Nathan's message to David, words that may be hard to hear but beneficial in the long run. God wants only good for us. And in the course of our lives, he will send people who help to bring and keep that good in our lives. Who has God used in recent months to speak to you? What has God been saying to you? Has he confirmed and affirmed where you are? What has God been saying? I share a story that I sometimes share about my own journey. I remember after Bible college, I went back to Brooklyn, New York, to my home church, a wonderful church. The pastors there were all bivocational. It was a CCNA church, Christian Church of North America. And the pastors there worked in the church, and most of them worked secular job in most CCNA churches. And I, I remember my first year, I, would, I was working on the city streets. I was doing summer camps. I was doing a release time program for children in, in the city, a number of things. And uh, I came to the realization that I would not become full-time there, that they didn't have that vision. And so I, I prayed one night very late till about one in the morning. I was really seeking God, and God put it on my heart to go speak to this one woman in the church who was very godly and using the prophetic. And that morning, I went to her house. When I went to her house, I, I, I knocked on the door, and she welcomed me, and she said, I knew you were coming. I said, How'd you know I was coming? I, sorry, I didn't let you know in advance. She said, no, I was in prayer. And God showed me a young man was coming to see me today. We sat down at her kitchen table. And as she began to talk to me, she told me things that only I knew and no one else knew. 
she began to speak to me about what the Lord had placed on my heart. I felt God's presence so strongly. I, I just said, can we kneel and pray? And we, we, we knelt and prayed. And I knelt at the kitchen chair. And she knelt as well. And, and we were praying. And I felt like someone was laying their hands on me. I could feel it right upon my head. And I began to tremble and just shake in that room. And we, we spent a long season in prayer. At the end of that, I sat up and she looked at me and she said, do you know what just happened? I said, no, I just felt God's presence. And she said, I had a vision while we were praying. The Lord Jesus came into this room dressed as a high priest and he placed his hands upon your head and he has called you into the ministry and you're to obey his voice. And I remember soon after that I realized that he had released me from Brooklyn and I, I felt the burden to go to Zion Bible College where our, my friend was graduating and it was graduation day and I felt the burden I had to talk to uh, Pastor Newton Chase who was my pastoral theology teacher. When I went up to him, it was like graduation day. I said, Brother Chase, I've had this burden. Do you have time to talk to me? And I told him about how I was in New York, and I still felt a burden for my church, but I felt God speaking to me about full-time ministry. And I had been praying that if God led me out of Brooklyn, that he would bring me to a place where I could learn from an older mentor, an older pastor. And he said, you know, I have this pastor's name in Effort of Pennsylvania. And um, I, he hadn't talked to him in years and years and years. And he had called, Brother Clark had called up Newton Chase in January, and it's now May. And Brother Chase gave me his phone number and everything, and I called him up, and I went to Ephrata, and here I saw this older man who was getting to re ready to retire, actually. He was, you know, uh, and, and he said... Um, I hadn't called up and I hadn't talked to Brother Chase in years, but I felt I was supposed to call him up. And then I went back to thank Brother Chase. And Brother Chase told me this. He said, when Brother Clark called me up, I felt I wasn't to talk to any of the student body. And there were seniors graduating, looking for places to go. He said, but when you came, I knew, I knew, I knew. And that's where I met my wife and we began our family. If you will listen, God will direct your steps. He may speak simply through a movie or a documentary. He may speak through a lay person in the church. It may happen in a sermon or with a child or a prophetic word. But you must be intentional. You must be in that place when you get up in the morning. Heavenly Father, I want to hear your voice. Speak to me and give me the discernment to know what you're saying. Sometimes God is speaking and we're just not clear on what he's saying. But as we develop that sensitivity, we will hear his voice. 
What is God saying to you? What has God been speaking to you about? He wants a conversation. We want to encourage you to share this message with your friends and family. We know that God's Word never returns void. We've made it really simple. Visit buildinginfaithradio.com and click on today's date. Then you can share today's message to your Facebook page and Twitter feed or even download a copy to share. Again, that's all available at buildinginfaithradio.com. To learn more about Building in Faith or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It's our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching through this special three-part series entitled, Can You Hear His Voice? Right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.